Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Hi, the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions are available on the following platforms. Anchor, Spotify, and Apple iTunes. Follow us by hitting the follow button and subscribe so that you can hear all this important information that pertains to life and the future. Thanks. Hello, welcome back and happy Wednesday. You know, in this 2023, it's going to be a lot of things going on. Um, I'm going to be bringing you some news, videos that are um, provocative, not in a bad way, but in a real way. Um, I'm going to be bringing you a lot of stuff. I'm going to be bringing a lot of stuff to your attention. And, you know, I, I, um, I would like for those of you who feel like there's some news that you would like broadcast on my platform, I would like for you to send me some news so that I can broadcast it. I usually go and I um, I look at certain things because I don't watch a lot of TV. I like, uh, well, not like, but you know, I look at social media. Um, I don't do it all the time, but I do watch movies on TV, but I look at social media because there's certain things that I'd rather not watch. And you know, with TV program, you got to listen to what they say. So I do watch a lot of world news on social media. So I do get a lot of information from world news that is very informative. And that keeps me abreast of how um, I uh, utilize my platform. Now, um, the Ruach deals with me on what lessons I should do. And there's so many things I could talk about. But I look at the world news and it makes me sad, number one. It just, it's heart-wrenching. It really is. But I feel like when there's current events that people need to be aware of that have something to do with the scriptures, I grab it. And I'm going to upload it. Now, like I said, I already told you the video situation. I'm going to try to figure it out how I can put um, the uh, copyright disclaimer on it. Even if I have to write it in that little chat part. Because there's some things I believe that we all should know. Because it has something to do with the scriptures. Because everything is relevant. I already told you. Um, so... If you have a piece of news that you feel is very important and we, you know, we don't, we're not going to get everything because this world is too big. If you feel like 
there's a piece of news that you want me to know uh, to do or cover, or you could send me uh, the link. That would be great, and I could just upload it. So you know, I believe that we're all in this together, all of us. Um, you know, not in, not only am I lecturing, I feel like we're a community. So if you, like I said, if you have a piece of news that you like me to cover or upload on my platform, I will be more than happy to do that. Um, as my platform grows, I just thank everybody for being here. That's my little spiel before I tell you what this lesson is. <laughs> I just feel like, um, you know, as we move into the years, we got to get more and more understanding of this world um, in um, conjunction to what the scriptures say about it. Once we line things up, what's happening in the world with the scriptures, you can see how everything is unraveling. I mean, it's crystal clear. And I know it may not be clear to you right now, but trust me, the world news and all the rest of the news that you encounter, even if you're not really paying attention, it all is relevant. It all has something to do with prophecy and what the scriptures say. So that's why I say everything is relevant. It is. Everything is relevant. So um, I hope your day is going well. I hope all is well with you. Um. I want to talk about today's daily lesson, and it is, and I believe I did something like this, like, um, in 2021, or season one, because we're in season three, and it has something to do with who was the most high, but I didn't really concentrate on Yahshua. When I did who the, who is the most high, I did Yeshua and I did the Ruach, but now I'm just doing Yeshua. So this lesson is who is Yeshua and what does the scriptures or the prophecy say about him? Now, a lot of people, if you could think on the top of your head of who Yeshua is and what he did while he was walking on the earth, and the lies that the fourth kingdom was saying, uh, Jesus, which you already know 500 years ago, there wasn't no J's. And uh, why would it, why would the Hebrews call somebody Jesus? His name was Yahshua. Yahshua. Uh -huh. Anyway, uh, I may break that down again, but we'll see. But um, um, we're going to talk about Yahshua and we'll probably... Um, talk about some things that you probably didn't know or something that I'm going to refresh your memory about. So we're talking about Yeshua uh, and who he is and what the scriptures say about him. Now, we're not going to talk about each and everything about Yeshua because we'll be here all day because we already know he did thousands of miracles. He did all kinds of stuff. But that's not what I'm going to talk about. So I'm going to talk about it and give you some, some information um, that I've gathered from the scriptures and we'll know a little more about him. Okay. 
Um, as I've been discussing since this platform was um, since its inception, Yeshua is the son of the Most High. Yeshua is also the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. So there are two flocks, okay? And Yeshua is the word of Yah. You see all the stuff I'm giving you just in this one little paragraph that I read? But I don't believe that I went into depth about exactly who Yeshua is in terms of his description and what the prophecy says now. First, I want to say that, as we all know, Hebrew is the language of the children of Israel. That's, that was their language, as well as Yeshua's. There was no Jew. That's today's word. 2,000 years ago, there was no Jew. No, at all. That's why the Old Testament sounds different from the New Testament. That's why. The New Testament has been manipulated. This is why it says, let he who has an ear hear what the Ruach is saying, because only the Ruach can teach you the truth. When your eyes are closed and your ears are wax shut, you're going to listen to the heathen, the fourth kingdom. The fourth kingdom, the heathens, the most high says it, it's in Daniel, it's in Revelation, it's all over. So if I'm saying that, don't get offended. It just is what it is. It's somebody who's telling you what's in the scriptures, okay? I have no personal feeling about it at all, okay? I'm just the deliverer of the message. Understand that. So, also know that I'm going to be pricking hearts because I'm going to be bringing the truth and a lot of people are not going to be able to, I'm not going to say they can't handle the truth, but some people can't. More than likely, the people who listen to me, the ones who can't handle truth, they won't be listening to me. But I will be pricking your heart, okay? So, your heart will be pricked with the lessons that I teach. Maybe not this particular lesson, but... Some of the lessons that I take will, will prick your heart and I will be admonishing people. Why? Because you need to be. We all need to be. We need to be humbled for the most high. And sometimes certain things prick your heart and make you think and say, that's wrong. What's, what, I'm, what I'm doing and how I'm living is wrong. That's, that's pricking your heart. And it's making you humble and bringing you closer to the most high. So that's my job in my lectures to do. I'm not here to embarrass anybody. I'm not here to talk about nobody or say anything mean. I'm just telling you what's in the scriptures, straight up. I'm not the most high. I can't cast judgment on you. I'm just reading it. Just saying. I'm the messenger. Don't shoot the messenger. Anyway, um, like I said, the language of the children of Israel is Hebrew. Okay, as well as Yeshua, that was his language too. Um, so we all know for those who read the Bible and pay attention, but for those who don't know or have not been paying attention, Yeshua's name was strategically changed from a Hebrew name to a Latin name. Okay, that's one. Jesus meaning earth pig, if you look at the root word, okay? Let he who has an ear hear what the rock is saying. Okay, I'm going to need you to understand what I'm telling you. 
the fourth kingdom brought about that name. I already told you the fourth kingdom was Rome, which is mingled with Latin. Pontius, oh, I'm gonna get into that. Okay. The scriptures were never meant to be written in any other language, but the language that the children of Israel understood because it's their books. However, you know that the children of Israel at that time were scattered from war of the fourth kingdom written in the book of Daniel. Now I'm going to need you to listen to what I'm saying with a spiritual ear. Pontius Pilate, who was a Roman ruler of the fourth kingdom, wrote on the spike of Yahshua, who they call the cross. It was never a cross. It was a spike because they didn't put people on crosses. They stuck them up and they hung them and they say he hung on a tree, but it's like a spike that they hooked up the body up to. It was never no cross. You need to do some real homework. Everybody need to do some homework. I'm just telling you the truth. So Pontius Pilate wrote in three languages. Remember, the fourth kingdom, the fourth kingdom was mixed and mingled. When the fourth kingdom conquered um, North Africa, when they conquered that, they mixed and mingled with the people there. The children of Israel is not from, um, well, um, they close around there. They're close around North Africa, but they wasn't um, connected to um, Egypt and all that. Okay, so if you look on a map, Israel and all of that is not that far from each other. Okay, so when the when the fourth kingdom came rushing in and when when we say the fourth kingdom the fourth kingdom is the fourth world rulers it's not because people are uh, little kingdoms conquered each other all the time but that's nothing when they became world rulers that's when it mattered so the fourth kingdom in the book of daniel was the worst kingdom and they came and decimated everything they were barbarians Mm -hmm. And if you did homework, you don't even have to do the Bible homework. Just look at world history and you'll see it there. World history. So they came and they conquered and they mingled with them. Well, whoever. So when Pontius Pilate and them and the fourth kingdom came into Jerusalem, they conquered them. And it's kind of like people uh, living in the land of the captivity now. There's people over you, but you still have your own um, liberty, kind of. You're not in physically physical bondage, but you don't have the liberty that you had before these people came in there. So the conquerors was making the rules now, but you still walked around and did stuff, but you're not at the top no more. That's how it was there. So Pontius Pilate, which is a ruler that was a ruler or a military man of Rome, came in there and Roman people spoke Latin and um, whatever other language. Hebrew people did not speak that. They didn't. When they got conquered by the Greeks, because Greek was the conquered Israel before Rome did. Rome was the last world ruler and still today. That's world history. 
uh, Greeks, when the New Testament was written, the New Testament was written in Greek and in Hebrew. It was not written in any other language, New Testament. So where did Latin come from? You got to ask yourself. If the New Testament was written in Greek and Hebrew, and it says that in the New Testament, where did the Latin come from? I'm going to tell you where the Latin came from. The Latin came from the fourth kingdom. If one rule, if one country conquers another, the conquering country gets to do all the ruling. So the books change, the doctrination change, meaning your schooling changes, whatever training you get changes to the people that conquered you. You understand that? Even though the children of Israel got conquered, their book is still theirs. They still had their book. And at that time, hundreds, there was hundreds of books for the children of Israel, a lot of prophetic books, a lot of other books of instruction, and they was um, done away with. A lot of them was done away with. How do we know this? If you go to the book of Ezra, and it's fourth Ezra, two Ezra's, it says it. When the Most High told Ezra to start writing hundreds of books, do you see hundreds of books? Because the fourth kingdom got rid of them. Even now, when there was a Timbuktu, and I don't know who, um, this is over in Africa, there was Timbuktu. This was before Greece, because Greece got everybody in the whole world thinking they the ones who was the smart ones and they were uh, intellectuals and all that. That's not true. Timbuktu was the place that you went to get educated. Why don't people know that? Because the conquering nation makes their own history. When they start doing their history, they make themselves the hero and nobody else matters. The real truth is Timbuktu was here way before those people in the West came over here. Uh-huh. And that's melanated people's history and the true history. That's the truth. But the non-melanated people came over here and now they going on like they did everything and they didn't. That's not the truth. That's why the Most High said the truth is going to be unfurled. Oh, there will be truth that's unfurled. And what happens when somebody conquers, when somebody came and conquered Timbuktu, you know what they did? They got rid of the books in Timbuktu. People was hiding books. They was putting books in the um in the ground. They was hiding it in the sand. They was hiding it inside buildings. They was doing all kinds of stuff. And when the people conquered them, which was the Ishmaelites, when they conquered them, they started burning those books because they didn't want them to know their history, their um their educational system they didn't want the, those people to know that so they burnt it all down and try to indoctrinate them into their system that's what happens when um people conquer people this is why um that uh, new testament is questionable huh? that's why I let he who has an ear hear what the book is saying and that's why the most of my high said no man could teach you in um the book of yakanah either that or it's in um, James. Yes. This is why certain things are said the way they say it. The most high sends the Ruach to teach you because the most, um, the Ruach is the truth 
and the Ruach is the one that teaches you. The Ruach searches the hearts of man. I already told you what the Ruach's job is. Let he who has an ear hear what the Ruach is saying. You cannot hear what the Ruach is saying if you're not in the Ruach. And that's how the Ruach teaches you. The Ruach is discernment. Yeah. Now, back to Pontius Pilate. He was a Roman um, guard or whatever he was. So what he did was write a third language for the people who conquered uh, Israel so they could read it. So it was written in Latin. It was written in um, uh, Greek and it was written in Hebrew, three languages. The people of Rome also spoke Latin. This is why Jesus, Matthew, Mark, Luke, James, that's why, because their names was not that. I already told you, even for the children of Israel, when they were sent all over the four corners of the earth, and it's in the Old and New Testament, that they was going to change their name. I already did a lesson on name change. Go to the platform library and get the lesson, what's in the name. I already said what I said. They changed Yeshua's name. Now, there's a real reason why world rulers do that. And I'm going to say it like this. The people who write the stories or rewrite them, they could write a lie, they could write whatever, his story, they become the heroes. Even when they're the villains, they could become the heroes because they're going to write it so that you will believe it. And then you don't have no choice but to believe it. Not taking your own um, initiative and looking for the truth. This is why people sit in this and they look and go, well, why would I need to look anywhere else? This is where it is. No. If you do some real homework, you will find out the truth. And a lot of people don't want to do that because they're not comfortable with anything else. How could a ruling, uh, and they've been ruling for 2,000 years, how could a ruling class turn around and even uh, receive that they was never uh, supposed to be rulers and that they're going to get conquered? Would they even receive that? Because they so used to being on the top. No. Would they even receive that they, was, they wasn't meant to be uh, anything? Aside from the children of Israel, they wouldn't receive that. That's what I'm trying to tell you. So they're going to be happy in their lie and they're going to spread the lie. And people are going to receive the lie. They're not even going to have two thoughts of going to find the truth until the Most High wakes you up. And then you'll know that he who has an ear hear what the Ruach is saying. Everybody's not going to be able to hear what the Ruach is saying. That's what I'm trying to tell you. But anyway, back to Yahshua. Everything is relevant, I said. Yeshua. Okay. Um, Pontius Pilate, who is a Roman um, countryman of the fourth kingdom, wrote on the spike of Yeshua hanging up. They hung him up on in three languages, Hebrew, Greek, and Latin. Latin being the language that was mixed and mingled into Roman language and not the language of the Hebrews. If you didn't know, do some homework for yourself. Also know that the Old Testament was written in Hebrew and Aramaic. And the New Testament was written in Hebrew and Greek. 
no other language. But as the world is fooled, except for the very elect, which has a lot to do with prophecy involving the fourth kingdom, we in the deceived world believe that it doesn't matter what language is written in, etc. But we are wrong if we run with that train of thought because it is a false doctrine. So I'm here to discuss Yahshua with you in a bit more depth. I want to discuss important information concerning Yahshua in terms of who he was and who he is, his attributes and what the prophecy says about him. As we know that he fulfilled the prophecy about his coming to the letter and he will soon come again. I want to say that there is a lot to discuss about Yahshua and obviously I will not be discussing it all today. And perhaps it never really, excuse me, and perhaps can never really discuss everything, but there are some important things to know. Let us discuss the prophecy of Yeshua. There have been prophecies since the beginning, which are not in the Bible, but in other books. One book is the book of Adam and Eve and the cave of treasures. When Yah told Adam that he will come and get him in five and a half days. Now, when the Most High said that, it was a prophecy of Yahshua. Because we know that the Most High would have to come down and get Adam in the flesh. And Yahshua, who, excuse me, and Yahshua is who came to get Adam. So we know from the scripture that the Most High said he's coming in fleshly form to come for Adam, okay? There are other scriptures that proclaim Yahshua's coming and they are listed within many books of the prophets. Some of them include, but are not limited to the books of Isaiah, Jeremiah, Barak, Psalms, Ezra, Proverbs, the Testaments of the Patriarchs, Zechariah, Ezekiel, Samuel, Hosea, etc. Now, Yeshua was proclaimed in the following scriptures, which remember we were in the Old Testament and the proclamation was from the Old Testament, which discusses, which discussed hundreds of years later. So when I'm reading this, think about the prophecy and when it was initially said, and how long it took to come to be revealed. Sometimes it takes decades, sometimes hundreds of years, sometimes thousands of years. Because remember, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years a day. The prophecy of Yahshua, his coming and his attributes. Now I'm going to be reading a lot of scriptures, honey, because I need you to understand about more about Yahshua and this way you will come to know more about Yahshua okay now I'm gonna read the prophecy of the coming of Yahshua now you gotta bear with me because there's a lot of scriptures and and I'm gonna read the ones that stand out the most it is not in any particular order. A lot of them in a, are in King James. And I'll tell you whether it's in King James or the ESV, the English Standard Version. 
So these I'm going to read is from the King James. Isaiah 7, 14 through 17. Therefore, the Most High himself shall give you a sign. This is about Yeshua. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Butter and honey shall he eat that he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good. For before the child shall know to refuse the evil and choose the good, the land that thou abhorrest shall be forsaken of both her kings. Listen to what's happening. The Most High shall bring upon thee and upon thy people and upon thy father's house days that have not come from the day that Ephraim departed Yahuda, even the king of Assyria. So basically, in a nutshell, the Most High gave Isaiah a prophecy of Yahshua coming and letting them know that you guys are going to be in bondage when he does come. And not in bondage of other people, because um, at that time, um, what was that king? It was a wretched king that was, um, uh, um, it was a relative or um, of the tribe of Israel. It was a relative of a tribe of Israel. I forgot which king he was. And he wanted to king, kill Yahshua because he knew the prophecy. He understood the prophecy. But he didn't get to kill Yahshua because the Most High told um, Yosef and Miriam to go to Egypt. Why did the Most High tell them to go to Egypt? Because everybody was melanated and you couldn't tell who was who. They couldn't stay in their own land because they would easily be killed. Um, this king, and I forgot his name off the top of my head, this king was killing all the babies. All of them. Trying to get to Yahshua. So Yahshua told, uh, excuse me, so the Most High told Miriam and um, Yosef to go to Egypt. Go there so she can have that baby. And that's exactly what she did. Uh-huh. Now. Now I'm going to go to Yashu, uh, excuse me, Isaiah 8, 13, and 14. King James. Sanctify the Most High of hosts himself and let him be your fear let him be your dread and he shall be for a sanctuary but for a stone of stumbling and for a rock of offense to both the houses of Israel for a gin and for a snare to the inhabitants of Jerusalem okay that's the most high letting them know the prophecy of what's going down Isaiah 9 6 and 7 for unto us a child is born unto us a son is given and the government listen shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called wonderful counselor the mighty L the everlasting father the prince of peace of the increase of his government and the peace 
there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice for henceforth and forever. The zeal of the Most High of hosts will perform this. What is the Most High telling Isaiah? Yahshua's coming. He's going to be wonderful. He's going to be the government. When he rules, he's ruling with an iron, uh, what is it? He's going to be ruling with a, um, a staff, a staff of iron. Um, he's going to be wonderful. He's going to be mighty. He's going to be the everlasting father. He's basically telling them, it's me in the flesh. In the line of David, which is Yahuda. He's in the line of Yahuda. Now let's go to the let's go to the twelve brothers of um, Yaakov, who they call Yashabel. The Most High renamed Yaakov Israel Yashabel. The third son is um, of the priests. Okay, Levi. The fourth son is of the king. Okay, um, Yahuda. Yahusha is in the line of Yahuda, David, okay? In the line of Yahuda, which David is the kings, the kings is the line of Yahuda. The priest is in the line of Levi, okay? The um, um, the lines of Yahusha's mother and the father came from kings and priests. Three and four is seven. The third son and the fourth son. That's the line of Yahudas coming from. Okay? In the proclamation from Isaiah. Understand that. Now we're going to keep moving. Isaiah 11 and 10. King James. In that day there shall be a root of Jesse. David. We shall stand for an, for an ensign of the people. To it shall the Gentiles seek, and his rest shall be glorious. What is the uh, prophet Isaiah saying here? That when Yahshua walks the earth, then the Gentiles are going to be seeking him. This is the Old Testament. This is the Old Testament proclaiming the New Testament. What's, what's going to happen in the New Testament? Not only that, this is an old um, major prophet telling you what's going to happen thousands of years later. And this is exactly what's going to happen. The root of Jesse, yes. David's father. David, who's King David, the king. Okay? Stop playing. Um, Isaiah 11 and 1, there shall be, there shall come forth a root from the stump of Jesse and a branch from his roots shall bear fruit. There he goes, proclaiming Yahshua. All this stuff that Isaiah is saying is proclaiming Yahshua. Now, Isaiah 53 and two says, for he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of the dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we shall desire him. Now, 
this is also discussing Yahshua's attributes. Okay, this is discussing his attributes. Now, what's important about this? What's important about Isaiah 53 and 2? This is discussing, this is discussing Yahshua's attributes, what he looks like. Okay. Now in the scriptures, they will say countenance, which um, is what you look like, skin-wise, your attributes. Um, now it says, and I'm gonna read it again, Isaiah 53 and 2. For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant. This is Yahshua they're talking about. And as a root out of a dry ground, he hath no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we shall desire him. So what is basically saying when Yahshua comes, okay, he's not going to be beautiful and attractive to people. Now, I want you to think about this because I want you to think about what they call Jesus. When they show you a picture of Jesus, first of all, there's no... Um, if there is a picture of Yahshua, he's not going to look like nothing you um, can ever think of. It's going to be a painted picture, but it's not going to be a painted picture of um, Michelangelo's painting. Okay. Because Michelangelo, remember, is of the fourth kingdom. He is um, Roman. And um, Michelangelo painted a picture of, I believe, his lover. Okay, and remember, they're not the same. the The fourth kingdom is not the same um, type of people that the Hebrews were. Now, remember, when I read to you in Daniel with the fourth kingdom, it's a strange kingdom, strangers, not the same people. So, think of Michelangelo's picture of Jesus. With blonde hair, alabaster skin, and holding his fingers in what looks like gang signs, I say, the way his fingers are. Blonde hair. And I need you to pay attention to what I'm getting ready to say because I'm going to read to you what the scriptures say. I need you to think about what you see, and I need you to think about what I'm getting ready to read in the scriptures because it's not going to be the same thing. Now, Isaiah, who is a major prophet from the Most High, okay, ordained to be a major prophet before he was even born, the Most High is telling Isaiah to prophesy this to the masses. Yeshua is not going to be beautiful. My son's not going to come down here to be beautiful because the point of all this beauty is for somebody to get married and do all this stuff. That's not the reason why Yeshua came down here. Yeshua had a uh, a specific purpose why to come down here okay he had a specific purpose to come down here not to have children get married and all this other stuff like a regular person that's not what his purpose was so the purpose of him coming down here the most i said i'm not gonna make him beautiful or comely so at that time the um the word comely was in the Bible. That's what they said. That was a Hebrew word. Well, it's an English word, but 
the equivalent of um, what the Hebrews said, comely. And I'm going to define what comely said, what comely uh, means in the Bible. It says, um, what does comeliness mean in the Bible? And it says, and this is from www.vocabulary.com. Um, and this, it breaks down the Bible words. And it says, the quality of being good looking and attractive. That's what comeliness means. Synonyms of that is beautifulness, fairness. And I need you to pay attention to the fairness. Okay. Because we're going to get some other, we're going we gonna to break fairness down. Okay. Beautifulness, fairness, loveliness, a type of beauty. That's what it says. So what did the Most High tell um, Isaiah to tell the masses? That he's, Yeshua is not going to be beautiful. What do you see? Whoever got a picture of Jesus, because Jesus is not Yeshua. I mean, I already told you, you fooled if you believe there's a Jesus. I already told you the Hebrews never spoke um, Latin. This is a well-known truth. I'm not even going to say fact because facts change. This is the truth and it is what it is. If you if you find out um, how, how many languages the Bible was written in, you know it was never written in Latin. However... When the when the Bible, which is written in the Old Testament, is written in um, Aramaic and Hebrew, New Testament, Greek and Hebrew, no other language. When it was broken down into other languages, they changed words. The first language it was ever written in was Latin from Hebrew, and it has so many mistakes in it. Who's writing Latin? The fourth kingdom. Did not the Most High say the fourth kingdom? was heathens. Did he not say they the worst kingdom? They wrote it in Latin. So you're reading it and you're going along with it from the worst ones that came and conquered the children of Israel and is trying down the earth. They devils. So that's what you're doing. You're moving along and you're going along with what the, the, uh, the children of the devil is writing and, and reading. You're going along with it. You're also going along with a picture of a member of the fourth kingdom, Drew, and is saying it's Jesus. Now, you can say it's Jesus all you want, but it's not Yeshua, the one and only child of the most high El. It's not him. I also want you to keep in mind that the most high told man, man, that we was formed in his image. Because I told you before, there's, Human-like beings that's walking this earth. Humanoid beings. Okay? They ain't man. They're humanoid beings. And you know this by their blood. I said this before. I will continue to say it. There's humanoid figures. There's humanoid people. There's more than man here. Okay? There's man and then there's humanoid people. Yeah, huh? And you will know them in the cellular level, there's something else. We already know this by Genesis. When the angels came down, started having sex with the women. They produced beings that wasn't really humans. I'm going to leave it at that.
that I want you to remember all those things I just said because we're going to talk about them again. I just need you to remember that while I'm reading these. Back to what I was saying. The Most High said that Yahshua, he came down, he's going to come down here for a purpose. He's in the line of the kings and the priests. He's not going to be beautiful that people's going to be attracted to him and loving him. There ain't no beauty in him that you're going to desire and lust after him. I just read that in Isaiah 53 and 2. You understand that. I'm saying this for a purpose because what the world is showing you is not what the scriptures are saying. Two different things. Let he who has an ear hear what the Ruach is saying. That's what I mean about paying attention. Everybody's so enthralled and enamored by religion. And Yahshua says religion's not going to get you uh, to be with him because religion is structured by the devil. There was no religion in the Old Testament. That's not religion. That's a bloodline and it's laws. It's a particular people that the Most High took under his wing because he promised a particular man that his line was going to be his. That's what it is. A covenant. A contract that the Most High is not going to break. That's what that is. It's not a religion. That's where people got it messed up. That's where you got it messed up. This is why Yeshua coming down here. Yeshua said out his own mouth, your religion and your um, traditions is not going to get you in the um, pearly gates. He said this out his own mouth. Okay? Okay? Now I'm going to move on. Now, Isaiah... Um, 62, 10 through 12. Go through, go through the gates. Prepare ye the way for, of the people. Cast up, cast up the highway. Gather out the stones. Lift up a standard for the people. Behold, the Most High has proclaimed unto the end of the world. Say ye to the daughter of Zion, behold, thy salvation comes. I'm in the King James. But I'm not doing all these dies, these, that, some of the stuff I got to say in English. Your salvation is coming. Behold, his reward, his reward is with him and his work before him. And they shall call him the holy people, the redeemed of the most high. And thou shall be called, sought out, a city not forsaken. So what is being said here it's talking about the set aside children that the most high has the uh, the children of the man that the most high put a contract with he's letting them know I'm coming down in the flesh and you're going to be mine that's what he's telling Isaiah okay why is this important because the most high made himself human, came in human flesh to right some wrongs, not only for what Adam did, but for what the children of Israel did. Everything is about the children of Israel. That's why the Most High came in the flesh as Yeshua. Everything is about the children of Israel. The Most High says this. Everything is contingent on them. That's why he's talking about them in both of the books. But do you notice everybody in the whole world takes these books when the Most High say you the only ones that's mine and everybody else worship devils? Do you notice how everybody's listening to this? Uh -huh. 
And the children don't want to listen to the Most High and the children's too busy look, paying attention to everybody else when the Most High chose them. You see how everything's all messed up? That's why, that's another reason why the Most High had to come here in the flesh and fix stuff. Because the children of Israel ain't listening to nobody. If it was up to them, they would get their power over to the devil just like Adam did. Uh-huh. So we know that the um, that Yeshua was um, chosen to come down here before the foundation of the world because the Most High already knew that everybody was going to mess up. He already knew Adam was going to mess up. He already knew the children of Israel was going to mess up. He already knew. So that was some of the reasons why Yeshua had to come down. Yah had to come down as Yahshua. Remember, in the scriptures, it says Yahshua has Yah's name. God and Jesus. You already know that's Latin. That ain't real. Yahuwah, Yahshua. Yahuwah means I am in Hebrew. Yahshua means Savior. Yahushua. Now you speak in Hebrew. I am the Savior. That's what it means. Listen. What I'm telling you is truth. What you've been reading, what you've been following, that's not true. It's Latin, it's Hebrew. The Most High said the fourth kingdom was the worst kingdom. They strangers. How are you believing them? Let he who has an ear hear what the Ruach is saying. I'm telling you. Okay? We still in the proclamation of Yahshua. Zechariah 9 and 9. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king comes unto thee. King James Version. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding upon an ass and upon a colt, the foal of an ass. That's another um, um, prophecy. And Yahshua fulfilled that because Yahshua was riding on a donkey when they were throwing those palms down. Now, I know you know what that means. And the Roman Catholics carry all these palms. Child, <laughs> that's what that is. Jeremiah, and I'm not reading them in order. Jeremiah um, 23 and 5, King James. Behold, the days come, saith the Most High, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch, Yahshua, and a king shall reign and prosper and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. Now, only half of that came to fruition. Because remember, with the Most High say, it goes and it, it doesn't have a time limit on it. Because remember, the Most High is the Most High. He's not bound by space and time. What he says is, it doesn't have a time li limit. You know how we use verbs and how we use pronouns and all of that stuff? You know how we use past and present tense? What the Most High says just stands. Because remember when Yahshua says, before Abraham was, I am, there is no past tense, no present tense, no nothing, because he's not bound by space and time. So as you know, when the Most High is talking to Jeremiah, which is another major prophet, and so is Zechariah, he's talking about what's going to happen. Now, Yahshua was born, but if you notice, when he came down here, he wasn't ruling nothing. 
But when he comes next time, he is going to rule some. So remember what I just said, and I'm going to read it again. Behold, the days come, saith the Most High, that I will raise unto David, which is the line of um, Yahuda, a righteous branch, which is Yeshua. And a king shall reign and prosper and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. That means when he comes the next time. Now, the first time he came for a, diff a different purpose. But when he comes the next time, he's going to fulfill that. He did come, but the fulfillment of the whole prophecy has not come to fruition yet. So there's many prophecies that little pieces of what's said is coming, has come true, is coming true, and has yet to come true. That's how the Most High is. This is why people can't put their finger on it because the Most High is much higher. He, we can't even comprehend the Most High, honey. When he put his prophecy down, we can't even comprehend it. This is why the scriptures say no man can teach you. What? Because the Most High knows what he's saying. He knows what has to come to fruition. And whatever he's going to teach or tell a human being is going to be what's said. And we ain't going to be able to decipher it until he's ready to let us decipher it. How do we know that? Go to the book of Ezra. When Ezra is talking to um, the Most High and the Most High is sending the angel to let him know, it's going to be when I say it. Mm -hmm. He tells Job that too. Was you here when I planted the earth? I mean, it's many prophets that come and they demand answers. And the most high just be like, Was you here when, when um I planted the earth, sir? I know I was here, but was you here? Stop playing. Okay. So now I'm on Hosea, which is a minor prophet, and it says, This is all old testament. When Israel was a child, then I loved him and called him my son out of Egypt. Now, that is also a prophecy. When um, there was a wicked king and everybody was being counted and um, Yosef and Miriam had to leave when she was pregnant with Yahshua. So the angel told them to go to Egypt until Yahshua was born and until this king died. And I forgot his name off the top of my head. I'm going to get it, y'all. Until the king died. And when he when he died, they'll come out of um, They'll be called out of there. That's what this means. Everything Yahshua did, all that Yahshua is, was already proclaimed before Yahshua stepped foot down here. Uh-huh. Okay. Now I'm going to read um, hold on because there's a lot of stuff and I'm trying to be real um, selective with it. Uh, let me see which one I'm going to read now. Okay. Um, now that you know, I'm going to get into some real real stuff right now now that you know that yeshua came down here by um what the most high told isaiah you know that yeshua came down here and he wasn't beautiful now i already told you what the fourth kingdom um what they said about jesus remember what i said uh michelangelo um leonardo da vinci all of them 
their their rendition of a Jesus looks like them. And the thing about that is, if the most high is saying, let me make man in my image, and he makes somebody that looks like him, and the person looks like Jesus, then the world who looks like Jesus could say, you see, we we hire and we're we're better than everybody else. We're more special than everybody else. Now we understand that there's melanated people and non-melanated people. Now the non-melanated people are saying that Jesus is like them. So if Jesus is like them, then God is like them. But that's not true. We already know that the devil's a liar. We know the devil is a liar. The most high says it. Yeshua says it. So we know that Yeshua came down here. First of all, his name is Yeshua and not Jesus. I already told you about Latin. You can do your own homework on everything I say. I already said Latin. I already said Latin Vulgate. That was the first um, um, translation of the Bible. And it was a German one. And it was all mistakes. King James paid Hebrews to put the, um, the King James together. That's the difference. Okay? That's the difference. Heathens putting the book together that they don't know Hebrew and Hebrews putting it together. And they put in whatever they want to, but they still putting it together. Which one would you choose? That's one. Number two, people believe that Jesus is who, that picture of some man with blonde hair and he looks gay, throwing up signs. That's what he looks like to me. Okay. When it says here in Isaiah 5, uh, 53 and 2 that he wasn't beautiful. So what are you looking at with Jesus? And anyway, you can look at Jesus and do whatever because Jesus is Jesus and Yahshua is the man of the scriptures. So that's the difference. Okay. Jesus does not equal Yahshua in any way. Two different languages and two different names. Jesus is a Latin name. There was no Latin anywhere in Mesopotamia, in Jerusalem, nowhere, nowhere. Because nobody spoke Latin, only the Romans did. Is Yeshua Roman? No. Jesus is Roman because some Roman man drew a picture of some man that he believed is whoever it is. I don't know. But we know in Isaiah 53 and 2, the Most High said he's not going to be beautiful that people are going to lust after him. No. He was an average looking man. Now I'm going to get to the real attributes. Now, I already told you, if people believe, remember the Most High said let, man, let, let us make man in his image. There are children of the Most High that's made in his image. Other people are not. Uh, the people are lying to the whole world and saying that they made in the image of the Most High and they really ain't. I'm going to hit you with it right now. And this all comes from the scriptures. Now, I'm going to read the description of the children of Israel. And then I'm going to read the description of Yahshua. I already read that he wasn't beautiful. And I already read that he's a regular plain man and nobody could lust after him because he was a plain man. He wasn't beautiful. All right. All right. So we see that the scriptures above, uh, from the scriptures that I read, Yahshua is the one that was prophesied 
And we also see some of the attributes of Yeshua that he wasn't beautiful. And we know that he wasn't beautiful for his for the um for the eyes to behold. He wasn't this non-melanated man that people see with blonde stringy hair or straight flowing hair and alabaster skin, throwing up gang signs and looking not so masculine. This is not how the scriptures are describing Yeshua. Remember two things. Everyone in the Old Testament was melanated, which he, uh, which we already established and so did the Most High. And we know, okay, how did we establish that? Everybody, all that stuff started, it happened in Africa. It all happened in Africa. People are calling it today Middle East. It was called Mesopotamia, all that. It all happened in Africa. Just letting you know, too, North Africa, where the Egyptians was, everybody was melanated. But to this day, people never say that it's in North Africa. Africa is Africa. Africa, the sun is always beaming. You have to be melanated there or you're going to die from cancer. As I said before, and I'm going to say again, there's people that's living in certain parts of the world and if they don't lit where the sun is and they not, not melanated, if they don't use sunblock, they're going to die. Because they don't have the skin to live there. When I upload some videos, it's going to talk about sunscreen. When they put a certain light, a certain light that's like the sun on a non-melanated person's skin, you will see every nook and cranny of that person's skin. It's disgusting. I'm not trying to be mean, but it's disgusting. When they put skin block, I mean sunblock on their skin, and you put that light on them, it's like they a melanated person. That's how powerful sunblock is. Melanated people was born with that sunblock. This is why the Most High said that's a blessing. It's a blessing. Because he stripped Esau bare. That's not a good thing. Esau didn't have no melanin. He couldn't survive where they was. Only Yaakov uh, could. And where was all of this um, in the Bible, all this Old Testament stuff? It was in Africa. Now, you could play um, dumb and you could be ignorant um, willfully all you want. But if you did real homework on the geography of where everything took place, it was in Africa. You can fool yourself if you want to. But there was only melanated people there. That's it. Okay? I'm telling you, we all live in, in an illusion until you wake up. A lot of people's not going to be able to receive what I'm saying. But this is true. It is what it is. Even before I... I'm going to tell you this. Before I knew who I was... And I was lied to like everybody else and was saying that um, Yeshua was non-melanated. And well, Yeshua, I didn't even know Yeshua the name at a time. This was years ago. Jesus and all of this. I was, I still loved the most high and I didn't care what color he was. But when people find out the truth and they find out that he's melanated and the 12 tribes is melanated and Yeshua, 
um, uh, Yaakov is melanated and Esau's was stripped bare, even though he was the twin brother. And all of this stuff took place in Africa, in North Africa, which they call Mesopotamia. When they, when I found this out, that was just icing on the cake. But when non, a lot of non-melanated people find this out and they find this to be true, because the Most High said He's going to bring all the truth to light. Because even in the scriptures, it says um, our ancestors taught us lies because that's when the truth is going to come out. And everybody's going to be shocked in every way because they're going to be like, those are the people. It's so many prophecies about the children of Israel that everybody's going to be shocked to the nth degree that we the people. They're not receiving it now, but a lot of people do know. But they're still trying to throw that dirt on that truth. But it's going to come out. And it is what it is. That's why I say it's going to be worse, especially for the children of Israel. Once everybody knows that they know that they know that we the children of Israel, child, people are going to be real pissed. They fighting it right now, but a lot of people do know already. But once the whole world get on the same accord and be like, oh my gosh, these are the people. Oh, they ain't going to be happy at all. They're not going to be happy at all. Not at all. Uh-uh. They're not going to be happy. As much as the scriptures talk about it, and they really got people thinking that, oh, um, fairness means whiteness. It doesn't. It doesn't mean that at all. No. They say fair skin, but that's only one um, definition or one synonym of fairness. Fairness means beautiful. That's what it means. And then they try to throw whiteness in there. Remember, White and black is a social construct that was made up between the 14th and 15th century. That's it. That ain't even 2,000 years ago. Well, it was 2,000 years ago. No, it's not even 2,000 years ago. So that's what you need to understand. What I'm coming with, what I'm coming to you with, it's true. It's, I'm reading it straight out the scriptures. Now, like I said, remember two things. Everyone in the Old Testament was melanated. You know that by the geography of where everything was and that the sun is beating down on everybody. Even now, the sun's beating down on everybody. Even people who live in places where the sun is beating down, if they didn't have that um, sunscreen hunty, they would be dead. Mm-hmm. That's how you know. That's how truth is. Truth is going to be truth. Okay? Like I said, everybody was melanated, which um, we already established. And we all know that Yeshua was not beautiful. He wasn't a beautiful white man throwing up gang signs. We also see that he was prophesied to come into the world. And we know by some of the prophecy what his job was because Yeshua had a specific job to do the first time and also when he comes down here for once and for all, which we will soon discuss. I'm going to tell you this too. I'm just going to mention this because it happened to um, Kevin Hart. Hart went to Egypt, today's Egypt, and said that the people were melanated. I believe he said black, but I already told you uh, black is a social construct. But the um the um current Egyptians started getting upset with him. 
and they was mad. Now, the current Egyptians have been mixed and mingled. Some people say white it out, but they mix and mingle. We know this. Look at them. That's number one. And number two, the scriptures say when the fourth king, this is a Daniel, and this is where your common sense got to come in, your spiritual discernment, that the fourth kingdom came and they went into Egypt and they mixed and mingled with them. What does that mean? They wanted them out. Fourth kingdom is Europe. Rome. They came with the uh, melanated people and started mixing with them. Naturally, they're going to look like that. I'm going to tell you this too. You know, Latin people, Hispanic people, there's white ones and there's black ones. And then there's brown ones. In life itself on earth, there's melanated people and non-melanated people. One side of the spectrum on the left side is non-melanated. On the right side is melanated. And everything in between is degrees of melanation or not. Period. That's everybody. That's skin tone. Now we talk about humanoids. There's several types of humanoids. And then there's man that the most high made. When I say man that the most high made, that's when it came from Adam. Now you already know when Adam was here, the angels came down that was um, with women and started mixing and mingling with them. Yeah. Then the deluge came. But remember, there was giants as big as clouds. So a lot of them survived. Then they became Philistines and all these other things. And they was mixed and mingled. The Philistines didn't come from Africa. Because they, the, uh, the ancestors of the giants. So they was mingled with angels. Now, I'm going to say this before we move on. Angels was light and bright. White. Angels, they were white. You can say white. If you want to say a social construct, say white, but they were bright. They were not melanated. The angels were not melanated at all. We know this from the book of Enoch. Uh-huh. It says it. We know this to be true. Even when Noah was born, Noah didn't have no melanin. His father was scared of him because he thought that um, his wife had sex with the angel. But they had to go to en um, they had to go to Enoch, and Enoch said, "Nope, that's your baby. It's a light, bright baby." <laughs> they didn't call it white. There's no white. There was no white. There was there was black, and I'm gonna read it. But there was no white. If they said white, it's because you had leprosy, which was bad. If everybody they talked about in the Bible was white, which is a social construct, why would they say something is bad when it's white? Because if you got leprosy, your skin turns white. If you're already white, how do you know you got leprosy? I'm just saying. So let's just talk about practical stuff and let's just be have some sense about this thing. Because this is ridiculous. All of this semantics and, and hidden stuff, no, we're not going to go there. you really getting down to white and black. It's a social construct. But if they talk about white in the scriptures, you either got leprosy or there's some kind of, some problem. It's a problem. 
So let's start talking about some things. Now, this is the description. Now, remember, Yahshua was the child that was prophesied to come from the line of Judah. David is in the line of Judah, the kings. I said that for a purpose. I already told you the 12 tribes of Israel from Yasharel, who was Yahoo. Yasharel's the father, the children of Israel, 12 sons, four different mothers. The two, uh, the two uh, wives, one had six kids, one had two kids. The other two, um, the other two had two each. Okay. Yahuda and Levi. The third son is Levi. The fourth th son is Yahuda. Yahuda is the line of the kings. He was ordained by the Most High to be a king. This the prophecy, which is there's the prophecy that when the next life comes, his line is gonna rule, being King David. His line. There's a prophecy. Uh -huh. there's many prophecies that's going to come true the next life King David is going to be the king mm -hmm. in the line of Yahuda which is the fourth son why is that important because uh, the line of Yahuda which is four the fourth brother and the line of Levi which is the third brother three and four is seven the most highest number I'm getting into some stuff I need you to rock with me Miriam, which is Yahushua's mother, not Mary. Miriam and Yosef is the lines of the king and the priest that made Yahshua. Even though Yahshua came from Yahuwah, Yosef is the father of, on earth, is going to be his father. Two lines he came from. That's prophesied. Okay, that's prophesied. So if he's in the line of the priest and the king, we got to read the attributes of the people of that time since he's in the line of Yahuda. Okay, because all the people was the same. It's from the same man. How could one brother be white and the other one be black if they had a black mother and a black father and everybody was black? How? This is why I'm, I'm trying to get you out of the stupid thought mode. And get you into the practical thinking, okay? Because it don't make no sense, all the stuff you've been taught. It's garbage. We can ready to go straight to the scriptures. Now, I'm getting ready to read descriptions, straight up descriptions. Because I already told you, yeah, uh, Isaiah said, um, Yeshua wasn't beautiful. You looking at a picture of Jesus with all this stringy hair and blonde hair and whatever else. And see how it's flowy? I need you to think that when I'm reading this. Now, this is Lamentations. This is from the Old Testament, 4, 6 through 9. And this is the description of the children of Israel. Listen. For punishment of the iniquity of the daughter of my people is greater than the punishment of the sin of Sodom that was overthrown in a moment and no hands stayed on her. This is from the King James. Her Nazarites were purer than snow. 
pure than snow, meaning they didn't do no sinning. They were whiter than milk. They were not, they were more ruddy in body than rubies. Their polishing was of sapphire. Their visage is blacker than coal. I'm going to break it down after I read it. They are not known in the streets. Their skin cleaves to their bones. It is withered. It is become like a stick. They that, they that be slain with the sword are better than they that be slain with hunger. For these pine away, stricken through for want of fruits in the field. Now, it's talking about the children's faith, okay? Their focus on the most high being pure, okay? So the metaphor is being as pure as snow. Saying that they're following the rules and the regulations of the most high. So you're pure and following the rules and the regulations. They're whiter than milk, still in it. White being pure, you already know they say white being pure and black being um, unpure or wicked, which is, and this is why when they say white and black as a social construct with people is not right because they're trying to give you an idea that black people are wicked and they're not when the scriptures say that they the children of Israel. So this is why you gotta be careful of social constructs. If somebody um, has a metaphor of purity and they not talk about visage, visage is the skin of a person. Now, right now, when they say that her Nazarites are pure than snow, it means that they following the laws of the most high. My people's pure and they following the most high. Okay. And then it says more ruddy in body than rubies. What is a ruby? A ruby is red. When you say ruddy, the skin of somebody ruddy is being a brown person. It could be red from red, deep, rich red to brown. That's what ruddy is. And then it says their visage, which is skin, and I'm getting ready to define it for you right now, visage, because I want you to be real clear when I say what I say. And visage from the Oxford Dictionary means a person's face with reference to the form or proportions of the features, okay? And proportions of the fe features, the face, the countenance, okay? The appearance of the person. That's what it says from the Oxford Dictionary. Their visage is blacker than coal. That's what it says. It's saying that their focus on the most high is right. You got to understand what lamentations means. 
The Most High wanted them to lament, lament for all the sins that their brethren was doing. So some of the people had to start crying and being sorry and praying, just like he's saying now, you have to pray. But who is praying? The visage of the people, which is the skin of the people, is black and cold. But their their um, their um, their purity, they're pure in um, focusing and and um, uh, glorifying the Most High. Okay, that's what that means. Now I'm talking about remember the countenance. Visage and countenance is the same thing, okay? Visage, the face, the countenance, the appearance of the person. That's what it says in the Oxford Dictionary. Now I'm going to read the Song of Solomon. Solomon, who is David's son. Uh-huh. Line of the kings, Yahuda, Fourth son of Yaakov, who they call Israel. Yasharel. This is Solomon, Song of Solomon saying it. Draw me, we will run after thee. King James Version. The king have brought me into his chambers. We will be glad and rejoice in thee. We will remember thy love more than wine. The upright love thee. I am black but comely. What's comely? Beautiful. We already defined comely. I am black, but comely. O ye daughters of Jerusalem, as the tents of Kedar, as the curtains of Solomon, look not upon me because I am black, because the sun have looked upon me. That means the sun loves him. Where was all of this? In Africa. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. My mother's children were angry with me. They made me the keeper of the vineyards, but my own vineyard have I not kept. This is Solomon saying he's black. The son looks at him. The son loves him. This is why the children of Israel was where they was. This is why they melanated. The children of Israel are melanated, period. You just heard it from Lamentations. This is when the children had to cry to the Most High, blacker than visage. Let me tell you something. Where all of this stuff from the Bible took place is in a place where the sun don't go nowhere. When the sun shines, it's hot as hell. You must have protection to live in those areas. You have to. Before the fourth kingdom came and conquered them, everybody was melanated. Nebuchadnezzar was melanated. Um, the, the, um, the Medes and the Persians was melanated. All those people was melanated until um, um, the third and the fourth kingdom. But the fourth kingdom was the worst kingdom. That's what it says in Daniel. Even the Greeks, when they came over there, they wasn't, wasn't as bad as the Romans. That's what it says in um, Daniel, that the, um, the fourth kingdom was going to be the worst. They're Europe. They wasn't nowhere near um, where the children of Israel was when it was um, 
the um, uh, those other three kingdoms, when the other three kingdoms was there, or the other two, they wasn't nowhere near the Medes, the Persians, and um, what was it? Babylon, the Babylonians. They were those were melanated. The Medes, the Persians, and the Babylonians were melanated. All of them. When Europe came is when Greece and Rome came. All that stuff had already been done. Remember the new the New Testament. Um, that's when all that stuff happened. In the Old Testament, Daniel's being told this by the Most High. What's gonna happen? So how could they be of the Most High? How? When all this stuff was happening before they even came. Understand that. This is all in the scriptures. I'm not making this up. Now I'm going to go to Jeremiah. The descriptions of Israel. Jeremiah 8, 20 through 22. The harvest is past. Summer is ended. And we are not saved. For the hurt of the daughter of my people am I hurt. I am black. Astonishment have taken hold on me, Jeremiah, a major prophet. Is there no bomb in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is not the health of the daughter of my people recovered? Aha! Uh -huh. Another major prophet who the Most High is talking to, and I'm going to tell you this, the Most High said he never spoke to nobody. He never showed nobody else's miracles. We already know that because I'm still in um, the earliest scriptures. The Most High said he never showed nobody but the children of Israel his miracles. He never talked to them. He never did nothing to them. And, and what did Jeremiah say? He's black. What did Solomon say? He's black. What did the children say when they was lamenting? I'm black. They said that their belief and their focus on the most high was clear and pure as snow. That's the uh, metaphor. They didn't say they vestige. This is clear, honey. This is clear. Lamentations 4, 6, and 9, Song of Solomon 1, 4 through 6, Jeremiah 8, 20 through 22. They all children of Israel. What more can I say? I'm going to keep going. The Song of Solomon, more descriptions of Israel. Song of Solomon, one through six. Oh, I already said it. Oh, one and six. Do not look upon me because I'm black, because the sun have looked upon me, meaning the sun is bearing down on them. You cannot have the sun bearing down on you without you even being melanated or having sunblock. They didn't have sunblock back in those days. There was no sunblock. Look up when sunblock was made. There was no sunblock, honey. Everybody was melanated. Everybody, everybody. Uh -huh. The people today that's in Egypt are mixed and mingled with Europeans. Straight up. If you go to the uh, pyramids and look at the pyramid walls, what do they look like? Ancient Africans, like everybody else. Some was black, some was blacker. Period. There was no white. None. Social constructs I'm talking about wasn't no white. Only black and blacker and blacker and blacker and blacker. Just as beautiful as the Most High said, let us make man in our image black. Period. Now, you'll find out later. 
You're going to find out. Everybody's going to find out. Either you're going to be here when all hell breaks loose or you're going to die and you're going to find out straight from the most high. Either way, you're going to find out. It's scriptural. It's prophesied. Period. Okay, now I'm on judges, which I'm going to be doing judges. As a matter of fact, this, this Sabbath, I'm going to be um, footnoting what I'm getting ready to read to you right now. I'm doing it right now. Oh, well, by the time I upload this lesson, I may have already done it. So, yeah, because these are um, these are pre-recorded. But we're in Judges 16, 18 through 20. Right now, we already know that um, we was talking about Shimshon, who they call um, Samson. Remember, they changed people's names. Remember that. And there's a reason why the devil is a liar. I mean, everybody think everything is so innocent. It's really not. The devil is calculated, trust me, and not in a good way. Okay. Judges 16, 18, 18 through 20. And when Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, before I read that, before I read that, I need you to think about this. Now, that picture of Jesus is a blonde hair, alabaster man with either blue or brown eyes, I don't remember, throwing up his hands in some kind of way. And I can't remember because I don't pay attention to it, but I, I remember a blonde hair, alabaster skin and a face and hands doing stuff. Notice the blonde hair, uh, flowing blonde hair. I need you to think about that. When I when I read Lamentations, think about it. When I read the Song of Solomon, think about it. When I read Je Jeremiah and now Judges. Because all of these people are in the line of Levi and Yehuda, which are the third and the fourth son of who they call Jacob, Yaakov, Yasharel, they father. Okay? And remember, he had kids with his mother's brother's daughter, his cousin. Understand that. Everybody was Melanie. Everybody. Back then, everybody was pure. I already told you, people that's melanated, because the whole world, you already know the whole world's dominated by the fourth kingdom, but the whole world got People thinking that all melanated people came from one person. That's a lie. Melanated people are more diverse than non-melanated people. Because I already told you, there's humans and then there's humanoids. Melanated people are more diverse than non-melanated people. But the devil got you thinking something different. The devil's playing poker with you and he's lying and you're believing him. Not remembering that he's a liar and been a liar from the beginning. Understand what I'm saying. Now I'm going to read Judges. Let's send to the attributes of the children of Israel. You already know their skin is black. So you know Yahshua's skin is black because he's related to King David, who Solomon is his great, great, great cousin or uncle. Is it uncle or cousin? Probably uncle 
something like that, because King David is Solomon's father. Yeah. And Yahshua came from the line of David. Ah, you already read the proclamation. I already read the uh, prophecy of him coming from that line. So I'm reading it. This is the hair of the children of Israel. Uh-huh. Talk about Shimshon, which is Solomon, they call him. And when Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, she sent, remember Delilah's from a heathen nation, is that the Most High told uh, the children of Israel, don't go to them, and they the, the uh, Philistines, and called for the lords of the Philistines, saying, come up this once, for he has shown me all his heart. Then the lords of the Philistines came up to her and bought money in her hand, and she made him, she made Shimshon, who they call Sal, um, um, Samson, sleep upon her knees, and she called for a man, and she caused Samson to, oh, this man to shave off Samson's seven locks on his head. What now? And she said, excuse me, and she began to afflict him and his strength went from him. And she said, the Philistines are upon you, Samson, which his name is Shimshon for real. And he woke up out of his sleep and he said, I will go as at other times before and shake myself. And he wist not that the Most High was departed from him. What did the, um, the, the, uh, the barber do? The barber shaved off seven locks of his head. Now I'm going to say this. Some people could fool you and say, I'm going to just, um, locks of hair is just pieces of hair. Uh-uh. If your skin is black, your hair will lock up. There's people walking around that's melanated all the times that got locks, women and men. That's how it always been. I always say everything works in a circle for everybody. What you've been doing, your ancestors been doing, you're going to do because that's what you taught. If a melanated person doesn't do nothing with their hair, I don't care. If they melanated enough and their hair is the way it's supposed to be, it will lock up if they don't do nothing. Samson was a black man with locks in his hair. And it says that. They shaved off seven locks. They counted them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They didn't just grab long, blonde, flurry, um, uh, flowing hair because that's not what they had. They was black people with locks. Okay? And we're going to keep going. Because you've been lying to, baby. This is Yahshua. Yahshua was a black man with locks in his hair. Just like Samson. Yeah. Well, his real name is Simpson. Shimshon. Yeah, just like Samson. Okay? And people lying to you, thinking you, that this is this alabaster man with blonde hair with his hands in these vicarious positions. Child. Okay? These is major prophets saying it. Major prophets are saying it. If you don't believe, nobody else believe the prophets. And the most I says believe the prophets because that's where the prophecies are coming from. Okay, why would they lie? They don't have a reason to lie. They never did. 
Back to Ezekiel, another major prophet. Ezekiel 44, 19 through 22. This is the visage of the children of Israel. And Yahshua is one of the children of Israel. I'm just talking about the visage. Their, their skin colors. Visage, their skin. The appearance of the person. That's what visage means. And countenance. From the Oxford Dictionary, baby. The visage of the people's hair. And when they go forth, I already talked about Shimshon's locks, seven locks, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh-huh. They shaved off seven locks of his head. Uh-huh. Now, Ezekiel 44, 19 through 22. And when they go forth unto the other court, even into the other court to the people, they shall cut off their garments wherein they ministered and lay them in the holy chambers and they shall put on their garments and they shall not sanctify the people with their garments neither shall they shave their heads nor suffer their locks to grow long Ooh, praise God hallelujah They shall only pull their heads. Neither shall they, neither shall any priest drink wine when, excuse me, they enter into the inner court. Neither shall they take for their wives a widow, nor her that is put away. But they shall take maidens of the seed of the house of Israel or a widow that had a priest before. This, hold on. This is the standard that the Most High gives to the priests of the Most High. Line three, the Levites, and line four, the kings. I already told you what I said. What does the Most High require of the priests? Neither shall they shave their heads nor suffer their locks to grow long. They have to have a certain standard. Who had locks? Who has locks? Who continue to have locks because their hair calls for it? No other people but the children of Israel. Only the children of Israel do that. A lot of Africans don't even do that. That's not what they do. The children of Israel do it, though. The ones that were sent all over the four corners of the earth. Yahuda, the kings. You're not going to play with me. You're not going to play with me. You are not going to play with me. I'm going to keep going. All right. All right. Moving on. Now we in the New Testament. Now that you know all the Old Testament describes the, uh, the body types or the... Um, the um the appearance of the people they discuss uh um and describe the hair type being locked up how the locks grow long i already told you before and i will continue to say this over and over 
the children of Israel been doing the same things. Their children been doing the same thing. Their children's children and so on. Wherever they go, they do the same thing. Even if they didn't know it, they do the same thing over and over. Okay? I already told you. There's nothing new under the sun when it comes down to the children of Israel. Um, Solomon said that. There's nothing new under the sun, especially when it comes down to the children of Israel. Their skin is black. They've been kissed by the sun. The sun been overlooking them. They got uh, locks in their hair. Their visage is black. Okay? The children of Israel. That's the real children of Israel. Don't say nothing about their golden locks and it's been this and that. This is straight out Old Testament. Now I'm going to read some New Testament stuff. I'm going to say this too. When the people, when there's people who were enslaved by the people in the United States and everywhere else, when the original enslaved people was here, their hair had to be locked up or it was in braids. We know this from looking at the statues and all of that stuff in Egypt. We know by looking at the, um, even though they was Hamites, they was melanated. They had the same type of hair. We know by looking at the, um, the hieroglyph, I can't pronounce it, but you know, hieroglyph, whatever it is. We understand that by their symbols and all that on the wall and the people that was on the wall, braids. We always had braids. They didn't have braids in Europe. They did not have that. They had the same type of hair they got now. Same type. Children of Israel had to braid their hair. How do we know this? You already know they either had locks or they had braids. I already read that to you in the Old Testament. Now I'm going to read it to you in the New Testament. This is what it says. First Timothy um, this is the ESV, English Standard Version. Likewise, also that women should adorn themselves in respectable apparel and modesty. This is the, um, the standard of children of Israel. The standard of the children of Israel. By Timothy. And remember, when Yahshua walked the earth, it was only one... Um, only one um, apostle that went to the Gentiles and that was Shaul Paul. He said in the book of Acts, Yeshua called him and said, you're going to go to the Gentiles. Everybody else was going to the lost sheep of the children of Israel. Lost sheep, that's it. Yeshua said it in the, uh, the New Testament. So understand, Timothy is one of the apostles. And this is what he's saying. That's the standard of the children of Israel. Likewise, also that women should adorn themselves in respectable apparel with modesty and self-control, not with braided hair and gold or pearls or costly attire. Okay? He was talking about their braided hair. Okay? Okay. 
I, I need you to understand what I'm saying. When Timothy said you have to have, as a woman, you have to have self-control and don't put gold and pearls in your braided hair. That's what he means, okay? Not with braided hair, with gold and pearls or costly attire. He wants you to be humble. Don't come up in there all flashy because you know the daughters of Zion, that's what they do. You know that. I'm also back that up with what Peter, Keeper, the captain of the apostles says. This is what he says too. And this is first Peter. Oh, the, the first one that I wrote was, um, that I read was first Timothy two and nine. And um, that talks about don't come up in there with no flashy stuff in your braids. And Peter's saying the same thing in first Peter three, three through four. And he says, do not, he's talking to the daughters of Zion, do not let your adorning be external. Don't put on nothing flashy. That's what he's saying. This is the ESV. The braiding of the hair and the putting on of gold jewelry. Don't braid your hair up with all that gold and all of that stuff. You put it with Zion and flashy. You know they be wearing their gold jewelry and be moving their necks and all that. That's scriptures. Tinkling with their feet and doing all that, rolling their eyes. That's in the scriptures. That Nobody else does that but the daughters of Zion. We're not going to play now. I'm going to keep reading. Do not let your um, adorning be external. The braiding of the hair and the putting on of the gold jewelry. Or the clothing you wear. But let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is the most high sight, which in the most high sight is very precious. Don't come out there and start acting out with all this gold and this adoring or um, adorning um, dresses and all that. Don't come out there like that. You're supposed to be humble. That's what uh, Peter is saying. Okay. That's what he's saying. Um, he's also talking about, you know, him and Timothy uh, are talking about how the daughters of Zion should dress and have some, you know, be respectable and modest. I'm going to also back that up with this. Isaiah, who is a major prophet in the Old Testament. I just read two New Testaments. First Timothy um, two and nine, and then I wrote, uh, I read First Peter three, three and four about um, having uh, gold and silver and pearls uh, braided into your hair. We already know that's the children of um, Israel, melanated women. Okay, we've been doing it. Now I'm gonna read Isaiah, which is in the Old Testament, and this is what he's talking about: the daughters of Zion. Isaiah 3, 16 and 17, the Most High said, because the daughters of Zion are haughty, and I'm going to define what haughty means. And it means arrogant, okay? That's what it means. It means arrogant and proud. And showy um, or showy attitude. That's what it means. The daughters of Zion. 
and I'm just going to say this too, who are the daughters of Zion? All of the females of um, the children of Israel. All of the females of the children of Israel are the daughters of Zion. And that's included Miriam, who they call Mary, Mary, who is Yeshua's mother. She's the daughter of Zion. <laughs> mm -hmm. Sarah, who is Abraham's wife, daughter of Zion. Uh, Yaakov's two wives, daughters of Zion. Not the concubines, though. They wasn't the daughters of Zion. That's what you need to understand. Now, I'm going to read it. Isaiah 3, 16 and 17, excuse me. The Most High said, because the daughters of Zion are haughty, meaning vain and arrogant. And I'm reading from the um, ESV. And walk with outstretched necks. Listen to what I'm saying. Glancing wantonly with their eyes, that means rolling them and doing all of that, mincing along as they go, tinkling with their feet. Therefore, the Most High will strike with a scab the heads of the daughters of Zion, and the Most High will lay bare their secret parts, make them mold. I'm going to tell you why the daughters of Zion are bold here. I'm going to tell you why. Because, and that's a prophecy. The reason why the daughters of Zion are bold here is because, remember, in the Old Testament, they was wearing braids and having um, gold and pearls and wearing, doing all that. We see that in Egypt, and we see that, um, well, we hear that in the scriptures. The reason why they're not that is because here is because they have to abide by a standard, a European standard here. That means they got to make sure their hair is straight because the powers that be don't like them in their regular um, hair, that wear natural hair. They don't like them. We're living in the land of our captivities. And I'm going to give you an example just for me, myself. When my hair, when I didn't wear my hair straight, when I used to work at my job, when I did not wear my hair straight, and I used to wear in the ponytail, and I, matter of fact, I always wear ponytails. When my hair is in the ponytail, my European counterparts never said nothing. Never, never, never. When my hair was straight, I would straighten my hair, they would give me compliments all day. I mean, literally all day. Oh, your hair is so nice, straight. Oh, it's so this, oh, that. When I wear it curly, because I have curly hair, when I wear it curly, I don't hear nothing. If I wore it braided, I hear nothing. If I hear wearing the ponytail, I don't hear nothing, nothing, nothing. The minute I wear my hair straight, oh, it's so beautiful. It's this, it's that. Oh, it's so long. It's so straight. It's that. You get everything. Oh, it's so pretty. It's so nice. The minute you wear it any other way, you don't hear a peep. Nothing. This is what I mean. When the children of Israel was scattered all over their beauty was marred the most high said the most high put a curse on them not only is they here bald but they're not going to be beautiful like they was so they don't look beautiful to people who don't look like them their idea of beauty which is their natural hair their melanated skin wearing their hair out wearing it in locks wearing it in braids their european 
people that live they live among don't like it. It um, offends them. Uh-huh. Yes. So when the children got here and they got out of slavery, when it when the melanated people finally got out of slavery, they had to assimilate. They was indoctrinated. They had to assimilate. They have to do all of that to live among the people in their land. So they had to wear straight hair. Braids offends um, European counterparts. Locks offends them. Everything offends them. Everything aside from straight hair offends them. But if you notice in the, all the scriptures I uh, discussed describing the children of Israel and even Yeshua is black skin, hair braided or hair locked. Is that a European description? Is it a European description? I read old major prophet, um, Old Testament major prophets saying it. It's not even a regular person saying it. It's a major prophet saying it. And Solomon, who was a king, said it. Where is it that my skin is white and my hair is blonde? Nowhere. Where, whenever that, even that little part that says um, white as milk or white as snow, it's talking about the belief, the pure belief in the most high. That's what it's talking about. Then it talks about the countenance of the person, which is the skin of the person, the likeness of the person, black. So where is it that um, Yeshua or even the children of Zion, which is the children of Israel, the set apart branches, the set apart people, Let's make man in our image from the most high. Where is it that they anything other than black? It says it right now, right where I told you. I could keep going because I got a whole stack, but I, I'm not going to keep going there because it's getting late. And when I do my lesson, I do them late. I'm just going to keep moving on. I'm going to move on. Okay. I'm going to move on. But I'm going to say this. Because if I keep staying on this, then child, we're gonna be there. We're gonna be here all day. Isaiah 30, um, excuse me, Isaiah 3 and 24, ESV. And this is Old Testament, major prophet. Instead of perfume, there will be rottenness, and instead of a belt, a rope, and instead of well-said hair, children of Israel, daughters of Zion, boldness. Why are they bold? Because they have to. Uh, hold on, let me keep going. Baldness, and instead of a rich rope, a skirt of sackcloth, and braiding instead of beauty. Why is that a prophecy? Because when the daughters of Zion, which is the line of Yahuda, was sent all over the four corners of the earth, the daughters have to abide by a standard of beauty that is not their own. So in, in order for them to have straight hair, they have to do something to it to make it straight. And unfortunately, not only is it causing cancer, well, not only is it causing baldness, it's causing cancer because our hair was never meant to be that way. This is how you could tell that it's the children of Israel that uh, the hair is supposed to be braided or locked, period. 
this is why the children of Israel, um, their hair don't grow in the European nations, in nations that they, um, in where they are um, in the land of their bondage, because they have to live in a standard that is not their own. In order for people to live, to work, to um, live in a land of their captivity and be able to uh, live and survive, means survive and living, they have to go according to the indoctrination that they was in. If they deviate from it, that's where the problems come in. There's always been problems about braids in somebody's hair. There's always been problems about locks. There's always been problems about afros or leaving your hair out. It is not um, welcomed or received by European standards at all. This is why this prophecy is here. Most I say, I'm going to send you to the land of your captivity. I'm going to send you to the four corners of the earth. You're going to have, um, you're going to be bald. You're going to be all that. Why? Because you have to live in a standard that's not your own. Period. That's why. Yeah, it's not because the most high don't love you. It's because you're in the land of your captivity. And the people who are in the land of your captivity that's um, ruling, that's not their standard of beauty, where that is the beginning standard of beauty. Okay? Um, let's see. Song of Solomon 5. 10 and 11, DSD. My beloved is radiant and ruddy. I already told you what ruddy was. Ruddy is a deep, rich red. Think of a, a, a semi-precious stone, how brown it is and it has specks and it's like, it could be brown or deep, rich red. That's what that is. And as a matter of fact, let me define it for you. Just to give you a real definition. Okay. This is what it says. This is uh, Bible study tools, the Bible definition of ruddy. Ruddy is a form taken by the objective, objective red when used as a term of praise of the human skin. And this is its use in the Bible. The Hebrew and Greek words are all usual words for red or to be red. The dark-skinned Hebrews found great beauty in their clear complexion. That's the definition. So Solomon is saying, my beloved is radiant and ruddy, which is dark complexion, distinguished among 10,000. His head is the finest gold. His locks are wavy, black as raven. Solomon, the son of King David, the line that Yahusha comes from, not Jesus, that's blonde with alabaster skin and, and throwing up some kind of signs. Two different the devil fools the world, except the very elect. I'm telling you, okay? This is what the scriptures is telling you. Old Testament and new, okay? All right. 
Now, First Samuel 16, 11 and 12, ESV. Then Samuel said to Jesse, are all your sons here? This is King David. This is David before he killed Goliath. This way he was a little kid. Listen, Samuel goes to um, Jesse, David's father, and says, are all your sons here? Samuel's a prophet. And he said, there remains yet the youngest. This is what Jesse's saying. Remember, the, pro um, the prophecy of Yahshua is the line of Jesse, the stem of Jesse. This is when Jesse is telling the prophet Samuel, here's all my sons except for one. Listen, this is before David killed Goliath, the Philistine. Samuel said to Jesse, are all your sons here? And Jesse said, there remains the youngest, but behold, he is keeping the sheep. That's David. And Samuel said to Jesse, send and get him, for we will not sit down till he comes here. And he sent and brought uh, him in, meaning um, David. Now he was ruddy. What does ruddy mean? The dark-skinned Hebrews found great beauty and clear complexion, which is red ruddy. Uh-huh. Now he was, listen, now he was ruddy and had beautiful eyes and was handsome. This is um, David. And the Most High said, arise and anoint, anoint him, for this is he. Say what? I, you're not going to play with me. You're not going to play with these scriptures. And you damn sure ain't going to play with the Most High. I done showed you 500 ways but loose. The children of Israel's black. Their hair locks up. They wear braids. They ruddy from ruddy, dark, clear complexion to black. You're not going to play with me, baby. No alabaster here. No white. Okay? Stop playing. All right? I'm going to read this too. Now, the children of Israel was beautiful. Black and beautiful. I'm going to read this. Genesis 39 and 6. So he left all that he had in Yosef's charge. And because of him, he had no concern about anything but the food he ate. Now, Yosef was handsome in form and appearance. Black and beautiful. Okay. Yosef was um, son of number 11 of Yaakov's sons. You're not going to play with me or the most high. So now that we have some information about the attributes of Yahshua and the rest of the children of Israel, we will discuss what Yahshua's job was and is when he came down for the first time. And we will discuss the prophecy of the situation concerning not only the children of Israel, but the uh, but the forming second flock, and it is listed within the next few scriptures I discuss. Now, the prophecy of Yahshua and what he will do at his last, well, in this coming. So 
Again, we talk about Yeshua. We talked about what Yeshua looks like because his we know what his brethren looks like. So if the prophecy is that he's going to be in the line of Jesse, we understand that the line of Jesse is the kings, which is Yahuda, right? We also know that Yahuda, because the Most High, um, the Most High said that Yahuda didn't listen, and he sold um, Joseph into slavery. So that had to happen to him. He sent Yahuda's line all over the four corners of the uh, globe. So if he sent them all over the four corners of the globe, and Yahshua is in the line of Yahuda, which is the, the stem of Jesse, we know that they black. We know that their hair locked up. We know that they wore their hair in braids. And we know that the daughters of Zion, since they've been sent all over the four corners of the earth and they wasn't listening, the Most High gave them bald heads. Why? Because they have to abide by a standard of beauty that is not their own. Not because of any other thing, but because they have to abide by a standard of beauty in order to live and live uh, comfortably. Um, among their uh, European counterparts, they have to abide by a standard of beauty that's not their own. It is not in them to straighten their hair all the time and have it like that because it breaks off, it burns out, and the chemicals they use cause cancer. And I'm going to upload something. Um, I think it's more of a, um, it was something online, but it wasn't like a video. It's somebody wrote a um a um, article. I can upload the article, but I don't know if people are going to read it. But it says now that most of the um, the uh, things that straighten out women's hair, the perms, they're causing cancer in Black women. Melanated sisters, they are causing cancer. However, if they don't straighten their hair in some type of way, they're not going to be received by their European counterparts, number one, and they're going to be shunned by them. Whether the young girls go to school, they be shunned. They go to college, they be shunned. They're going to um, go to work, they're going to be shunned. People are not going to accept their original hair. And that's the way it is. Fourth kingdom. Anyway, the prophecy of Yeshua and what um, he will do at his last coming, which is soon. Now, there's a whole lot of stuff here, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna be very selective and we're gonna keep moving on. Okay, excuse me. These are all prophecies. Isaiah 11, nine through 13, King James. They shall not hurt or they shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain. This is Yahshua, Yahuwah talking to Isaiah. There's a prophecy. For the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Most High as the waters cover the sea. And in the day there shall be a root of Jesse, and this is proclaiming Yahshua, which shall stand in rain uh, for the people. Um, to which shall be the Gentiles seek, and his rest shall be glorious. I already read this, but I'll keep reading. And it shall come to pass in the day that the Most High shall set his hand again the second time to recover the remnant of his people, which shall be left from Assyria 
and from Egypt and from Pathros and from Cush and from Elam and from Shinar and from Hamath and from the islands of the sea. This is where the Most High um, scattered everybody. And he shall set up a sign for the nations and shall assemble the outcasts of Israel and gather together the dispersed of Judah, Yahuda, from the four corners of the earth. The envy also of Ephraim shall depart and the adversaries of Judah shall be cut off. Ephraim shall not envy Judah and Judah shall not vex Ephraim. So the prophecy is that the Most High is going to come and get all the kids that he sent that was dispersed to the four corners of the earth. He's going to come and get them. So there's no need for the children of Israel or all the people who's in the land of their captivity to go run anywhere because the Most High is going to come and get them just like he did in Egypt. That's why it's a spiritual Egypt because the Most High said, I'm going to come and get you just like I did the first time. Now I'm going to read Micah. This is what, what Yahshua is going to come and do. So you don't need to run nowhere, children of Israel, because the Most High said he's going to send Yahshua to come and get you. He know where you are. That's why I said you don't got to prove nothing to nobody. The Most High knows who you are. That's the only one you got to uh, appease. You ain't got to appease nobody else. Micah 5, 2 through 6. But thou, Bethlehem, Ephra, what is it? Ephra Thatch, through thou, be little among Oh, though thou, sorry, though thou be little among the thousands of Yehuda, yet all of thee shall he come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel. I already told you, the line of Judah is going to be the rulers. Those goings forth have been from of old, from everlasting. Let me read it again because it don't sound right to me. But thou Bethlehem, if Ephrath, though thou be little among the thousands of Yehuda, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me that is to be ruler of Israel, Yasharel, whose goings forth have been from of old, from everlasting. That's most high. Therefore will he give them up unto the time that she which travaileth have brought forth. Then the remnant of his brethren, Yahshua's brethren, shall return unto the children of Israel. And he shall stand and feed in the strength of the Most High, in the majesty of the name of the Most High, his El. And they shall abide, for now shall he be great unto the ends of the earth. And this man shall be the peace when the Assyrian shall come into our land. And when he shall tread in our palaces, then shall we rise against him seven shepherds and eight principal men. And they shall waste the land of Assyria with the sword. And the land of Nimrod in the entrances thereof. Thus shall he deliver us from the Assyrian when he come out 
excuse me, when he come into our land and when he tread within our borders. So the Most High said he's going to send Yahshua to tear Assyria and all the rest of them up. Yeah, there is a prophecy that talks about all the lands that put the children of Israel in captivity. The law is what you do to people is going to be done to you. That's the law. All the people who put us in captivity is going to go in captivity. That's the law. That's the law, baby. Old and New um, Testament, it's the law. So in Micah, who is a minor prophet in the Old Testament, that's what's going to happen. Now, remember, we still in Judges. So the children of Israel went into captivity from a lot of lands. The Most High going to get rid of all those lands, all of them. There's prophecies about all of them. Greece, uh, Rome, um, um, uh, the Persians, the Medes, Assyria, all of them. Egypt, all of them. There's a prophecy about all of them. The Most High going to get them all. All of them. Everybody who ever put the children of Israel in captivity, his children, they all get me. <laughs> Most High said, I'm going to get my children for following these heathens first, and then I'm getting all y'all. You just read one of the prophecies. I mean, you just heard me read one of them. Oh, honey. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Isaiah 42, 1 through 4, King James. Behold my servant who I whom I uphold, mine elect, in whom my soul delight. That's Yahshua. I have put my spirit upon him. He shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. Uh-huh. Just what I said. He shall not cry, nor lift up, nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. A bruised reed shall he not break, and the smoking flax shall he not quench. He shall bring forth judgment unto truth. He shall not fail, nor be discouraged, till he have set judgment in the earth, and the isles shall wait for his Lord. Now, the Most High sent that uh, um, prophecy to Isaiah in the Old Testament. Some of that already came true. Yahshua did come forth the first time. He was his soul delighted in Yahshua. Remember when he went in the water and was baptized, and then the dove came. The Most High said his soul delights in him, so he gonna have that spirit, and he is gonna judge the Gentiles. Now the first time he didn't do it. Some of the Gentiles heard him and remember he told um the uh the most high told the children of israel in the old testament i'm gonna go to a foolish nation and they gonna um they gonna listen to me so when yeshua came down the gentiles started listening to him a lot of them so that was a prophecy but the most high said he gonna judge the gentiles i just told you and i said you're not gonna play with the most high the most high is not gonna forget nothing the most high don't forget nothing and he said vengeance is his the Most High don't forget nothing, baby. Nothing. And vengeance is his. There's so many prophecies that I could read to you. But this thing is so long. I'm not going to go deep into it. So that's what I'm going to read of that. Them, them three. I read Isaiah 11, 9 through 13. Micah 5, 2 through 6. Isaiah 42, 1 through 4. Um, and there's also Isaiah 53, 3 through 12, and Isaiah 54, the whole chapter. Not going to go there. 
It's a whole prophecy about the most what the most high is going to do to the Gentiles and slash pagans. I'm just going to say pagans because pagans is Gentiles and heathens together. What he's going to do to all the pagans. Yep, that's what he's going to do, but I'm not going to read it. I'm going to keep going. Yah says that he will go to a foolish nation due to the insubordination of Israel as Yahshua came to get the two flocks to prophecy. So I'm going to read that. Deuteronomy 32 and 21. All King James, I'm going to read. They have moved me to jealousy. This is Old Testament. Talk about the children because most I got sick of them. As you know, what I read in um, about the Gentiles Yahshua comes and the Gentiles start following him, not the heathens, because the heathens and Gentiles are two different people, but pagans are the ones that um, do all this religious stuff and do all of these traditions and all that. That's why I, I say it interchangeably. But the Most High is coming for the Gentiles, and they, he, he could call, he, he could interchangeably call them heathens or Gentiles. Remember, when it's in um, English Standard Version, they call Gentiles, they never say heathens. In King James Version, it's heathens. So I can use it interchangeably. Heathens is just anybody. Uh, well, heathens, I say more is um, they glorify the devil. They can't stand the children of Israel. Those are the ones that's the devil's um, children and the people who listen to the devil. That's the heathens. Pagans, I already told you, those are the ones who have the traditions and all that. They could be a heathen or a Gentile. Gentiles is some of them, which is the small flock, is the ones that's listening to the Most High. But the Most High said he's going to get the Gentiles. A Gentile is anybody aside from the children of Israel. That's what it is. I don't want to confuse you, but that's what it is. Deuteronomy 32 and 21. They have moved me to jealousy. He's talking about the children of Israel. With that which is not of the Most High, they have provoked me to anger with their vanities. And I will move them to jealousy with those who are not a people. I will provoke them to anger with a foolish nation. Why did the Most High say that? Because he said he's going to go to the, some of the Gentiles, not all. So, you know, in the New Testament, he said this in the Old Testament. That was a prophecy. When Yahshua came down here in, uh, Yahuwah came down here in the flesh as Yahshua. I already told you what Yahuwah and Yahshua mean. When he came down here as Yahshua, his son, Gentiles was following him. They was believing on him. That's why he got two flocks now. Before it was just one. Now it's two. That I just read how he went to the Gentiles or how the Gentiles start following him. Now I got John, Yachanan 10, 14 through 17. I am the good shepherd. This is Yahshua saying it. I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and my sheep and I, excuse me. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and I am known of mine, meaning the, she the sheep know him. As the father has known me, even so, Know I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. This is Yeshua, and that's what he did. Laid his uh, life down for the sheep, and the sheep scattered. Remember, when they crucified him, what did the apostles do? They scattered. And the other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, those are the Gentiles, second flock. Them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there 
shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore do my father love me because I lay down my life that I might take it up again. So that's the prophecy of the second flock. I already told you in Deuteronomy that the most I said he's going to go to another flock. That's not his, but he's going to go to him to make the original flock jealous. And then I just told you in Yachanan 10, 14 through 17, that Yahshua came down here and said he's the good shepherd, that he's going to go and get another flock. That's not the original branches. They are the honorary branches, which is the Gentiles, that one little flock, okay? That remnant. Now I'm gonna give you two Samuel, which is Old Testament, 7, 12, and 13. And when thy days be fulfilled, and thou shalt sleep with thy fathers, I will set up thy seed after thee, which shall proceed out of thy bowels, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house of my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. Who is the Most High um, referring to when he's talking to Samuel? Yahshua. Uh -huh. I just read three prophecies. Two of the prophecies already came true. Uh -huh. And the second prophecy, which is John 10, 14 through 17, when Yahshua come down here again, that's when he's going to come get the second flock. I already, these things is one came true, the other one unfurled one part, and a second part is coming true. And then when Yeshua come down here again, he's gonna establish his kingdom, just like the most high say. You know the most high's word, do not fall down void. Nothing the most high say will be void, meaning will be frivolous that he just talking about his behind. Uh-uh. Everything he says is gonna come true. Now I'm talking about future prophecy concerning Yahshua and his final coming. Now I ain't going to read all of this because it's a whole bunch. When, when Yahshua bring his, uh, come down here, it's the all hell's going to break loose. Oh child, it's already going to be bad by the time he get down here. I'm only going to read a few because I got to move on. Straight up Revelation. Revelation. nine and 11. They have as king over them, the angel of the bottomless pit. His name in Hebrew is Abaddon. And in Greek, he is called Apollyon. And he's the one who's gonna open up the pit. And that's where all the heathens is going. And even some Yasharel that didn't listen to the most high when Yahshua come down here. Revelation, and that's ESV. Um, all ESV until I tell you otherwise. Revelation 19 and 7. Let us rejoice and exult and give him glory, the most high, for the marriage of the lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. There will be a time when the bride, who is the children of Israel, will be making herself ready for Yahshua. Revelation um. One and eight, still in ESV. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Most High Yah, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Okay? This is prophecy, baby. Revelation 1 and 5. From Yahshua HaMashiach, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead and the ruler of the kings of the earth, to him who loved us, 
and has freed us from our sins by his blood. You're not going to play with the most high. He's the first of the dead to be resurrected. The lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. The child of the most high, the one and only given to Miriam and Yosef in the line of the kings, Yahudah, and the line of the prophets, Levi. You're not going to play with the most high. That's what you're not going to do. <laughs> Revelation 1 and 5 of the ESV and Yahushua HaMashiach, the faithful, oh, I already said that. Um, Revelation 1 and 1, ESV. The revelation of Yahshua HaMashiach, which the Most High gave him to show his servants, my apostle, the things that must take place, soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to the servant, Yachanan. Who was that servant? In the flesh, Yachanan was Yahshua's brother. When Yahshua shed that flesh, he became the child of the Most High, straight up and down. Okay? All right. Now, I'm going to read a couple more before I leave. This is the things that the Most High said was going to happen. In the Revelation, he's telling Yachanan. Ha ha. Okay. First John 5 and 11. First Yachanan 5 and 11. And this is the testimony that Yah gave us eternal life. And this life is in his son, Yahshua. That Yah gave us eternal life through Yahshua. Yahshua, Yahuwah. Yahuwah, a Hebrew means I am. Mm -hmm. It's in Genesis. Yahshua means Savior. Yahushua, now you speak in Hebrew. I am the Savior. It says in the, Old, um, in the New Testament that Yahshua has Yahuwah's name. There it is. God and Jesus don't mean nothing. That's um, Latin. You already know Latin came from the fourth kingdom. What's the fourth kingdom? The worst kingdom of uh, a strange nation. So stop speaking the strange nation's language, children of Israel. Stop the nonsense. Okay? There's a, dis uh, a difference between religion and bloodline. Difference. And the covenant that the Most High, the contract that the Most High had with Abraham, Isaac, and Yaakov. Yaakov's 12 sons and the children that came from them 12 sons. There's a covenant, a blood covenant with them. Is it a religion? No. So come out of the religion. Yeshua himself said, come out of the religion. That's what pagans do. Pagans have traditions and they have religion. The Most High don't rock with that. And Yahshua said it in the New Testament. Get on that, understand that, come out of religion. Bloodline and religion, two different things. Kepha, first Kepha 3 and 18, ESV. For the Mashiach also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to the Most High, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in spirit. Stop playing. This is what the, um, the prophecy of Yahshua. Hebrews 2 and 14, ESV. Since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook of the same things that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, 
That is the devil. If you ain't rocking with the most high, you rocking with the devil. There's only two things in the world. If you're not rocking with the most high, you rocking with the devil. I'm going to read one more and then I'm going to move on. Okay, this is the last one I'm going to read before I move on. Hebrews 1 and 3. <clears throat> he is the radiance of the glory of the Most High and the exact imprint of his nature. Now, let me go back to the countenance. This is talking about Yahshua. Remember, I'm talking about the prophecy of Yahshua. So, um, Shaul... Who is the um, apostle to the Gentiles? But remember, Shaul is of um, the line of uh, the children of Israel. He is a child of Israel. But Yeshua made him go to the Gentiles because he was a Pharisee. And he was um, fighting on and killing his own brethren. So the most, um, so Yeshua um, said, you're going to go to the um, Gentiles. Even though he's in the line of, uh, well, I keep saying the line. He's in the children of Israel. The line of, um, what's the youngest brother name? Um, the youngest child of um, ya um, Yaakov, he is. I can't remember off the top of my head. Sometimes it just escapes me. But anyway, um. Joseph's younger brother. Joseph and this brother had uh, the same mother. And I forgot his name. But anyway, um, I want you to understand what's being said here. Um, uh, Shaul, who they call Paul. But just notice the names. Shaul. Is that a European name? No. It's a Hebrew name. Paul. That's a European name. Think about what the fourth kingdom did to the book. Mm -hmm. They couldn't really get to manipulate the Old Testament because there wasn't no way around. But look at the New Testament. Look what they did to it. Has it been tampered with? Yes to the yes, yes, yes. But let he who has an ear hear what the Ruach is saying. When you got the Ruach, it don't matter what was tampered with. Because, and I will quote the book of Enoch, when the heathens stop hiding the books, the children of Israel are going to get to the books and they will learn what uh, the prophecy is and they're going to be happy. I'm saying it in my own words, but it says when they stop hiding the books, the children of Israel is going to rejoice. That's what it says. But that's why you shouldn't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about no church telling you what's real and what's not. Because the Most High never even went to the heathens. He never went to them. He never showed any of the heathens any of his miracles. He never talked to them. He never did any of them. That's what the Most High said in the Old Testament. Okay? And even when Yahshua came down and he was doing stuff, if there was heathens around there, he wasn't focusing on them. And we know this because he told the apostles to only go to the Lord's sheep. He didn't tell them to go to nobody else. All of the apostles went to the Lord's sheep. And that new apostle who was Paul, Shaul, because he was an apostle when Yeshua walked the earth. He was the one who was trying to kill apostles. 
when Yeshua ascended, um, he got to Shaul because Shaul was a um, was a, um, a, a Pharisee trying to kill the apostles, even though they was all of one blood. He was doing that. And then Yeshua got to him and said, you're going to stop killing my um, apostles. Now I'm going to send you to the um, to the um, Gentiles. So he was the um, the uh, apostle to the Gentiles. All the rest of them was for the Lord's sheep. The Most High never left, left the children. The Most High doesn't break his promises. He said he's always going to be for them. It don't mean he's going to always be for the children of Israel. It don't mean that he ain't going to correct them. Oh, yes, he's the father. He will be correcting you. If he doesn't correct you, he's not your father and you a bastard. That's what the Most High said. But think about what I said when I'm reading Hebrews 1 and 3. Because it says, he is the radiance of the glory of the Most High. So they're talking about Yeshua being the radiance of the glory of the Most High. Now think about that. If Yahshua is the radiance of the glory of the Most High, Yahshua, the man, and he's in the line of Yahuda, who is uh, Judah, and the children of Judah, Yahshua's brethren, was all over the four corners of the earth, and some of them are still living in the land of their captivity. What color is Yahshua again? These are his brethren, his cousins. Uh-huh, great, great cousins and so on. What color are they? What type of hair do they have? I'm going to say it again. Yeshua is the radiance and the glory of the Most High with that nappy hair and that black skin and the exact imprint of the Most High's nature. Let us make man in his image. So I didn't already read to you what Yahshua looked like. I already read to you that he was ruddy, black, red, and all that. I didn't even go to the um, I didn't go to the um where um Yachanan, uh sees Yahshua and he's like a burnt penny. I got that in here, but I can't. Let me see. Hold on. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Revelation. Hmm. I'm going to have to look at it. Um. Hold on. I'm going to read it. But just let me finish. So we understand from Hebrews 1 and 3, and um, Shaul's talking to the Hebrews, straight up to the Hebrews. He ain't talking to nobody else. If you notice, if you go to the New Testament, and there's a lot of books uh, or scrolls that Shaul wrote, okay? Um, how it happened is some people put those scrolls in there because there was no Bible before. They put all these papers in there together like that. And that's how it went. Because the oldest scripture there ever was, was Job. That's the first one. Job is the first one. Not even Genesis and all that Job. Mm -hmm. That's the first one that was written. Just letting you know. That's the oldest. But I'm not saying that's the oldest occurrence. But that's the oldest one that was written. 
Everything else was word of mouth and then scribes put it because everybody wasn't educated. Okay? The most high, when he had a prophet and stuff, the prophet had a scribe. Yep. So, back to what I was saying. When Shaul wrote this to the Hebrews, the children of Israel, this is what he's saying to them. Yeshua is the radiance and the glory of the most high of his father. He's his radiance and glory. That's wonderful and great. He's the exact imprint of him. Black with woolly hair. Uh -huh. And you always, every time you, every time a prophet describes them, it's woolly hair and dark, a dark complexion. And what they would do is compare it to a stone one of the precious stones or a burnt, uh, burnt, I, I don't believe he said penny, um, dark, a dark complexion. That's what is described from the prophet when they see the radiance of the most high. So let me read it. Um, Hebrews one and three. He is the radiance of the glory of the Most High and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. That's what Yahshua did to his father. He's the radiance and the exact imprint. Let us make man in his image. Black with woolly hair. Uh-huh. Okay, um, I want to read one more before I move on. This is the um, this is what yeah um, this is what Yachanan saw, who is Yeshua's brother, after the Most High. I mean Yeshua ascended, and um, Yachanan got the revelation. And it's um, I'm gonna read Revelation one fourteen to sixteen. And this is from the Amplified. This is a description of Yahshua from Yachanan. Hold on. I'm not going to use the Amplified. I'm going to use the King James. And it says, his hair, uh, I'm going to say that. His hair and his his head and his hair were white like wool. Now I did a lesson. Um, sheep's and goats. Sheep's hair is like wool. The metaphor for the children of Israel are sheep, and so is Yeshua. Yeshua was the sheep that was shed, uh, that was slain before the foundation of the world. So, as you know. Uh, the children of Israel have dark countenance, black, and they have woolly hair. That's why they say what they say. So Yahshua, this is his description from his brother, Yachanan. His hair, this is the vision. His hair, his head and his hairs were like wool, 
Mm-hmm. The person, woolly hair. Only one type of person has that. As white as snub, the hair was white, but it's woolly. And his eyes were like flames of fire. And his feet like unto fine brass as if it was burned in the furnace. Burnt brass. Uh-huh. So it's burned. What's burned? Black. Uh-huh. And his voice was as the sound of many waters. 14 and 15. So he was a black man with woolly hair. Okay? This is what Yonkanon is saying. Black man with woolly hair. So who is Yahshua again? And what does it say? That he is the radiance of the glory of his father, the Most High? So what does that mean? He's not that alabaster man with blonde hair. Leonardo da Vinci or one of them painted. He's not that. He's this black man with woolly hair. Who the most high is the most high son who is actually the most high in the flesh. Where is it anywhere that it says that he's this blonde hair, blue-eyed man with the uh, a lamb or a hold of his hands in any way? He's not from the fourth kingdom. He's from Yasharel. Or Yashuel's from him, his set apart people, his covenant people. Let's make man in his in uh, in our image. That's who they are, not other people, not a foreign people. Okay, like the Most High said. Now I got um, a last set, and then I'm gonna wrap it up. Lastly, having hope and faith that Yeshua is going to provide and come through on his promises as he previously did. I'm going to read a few. And it says, Ephesians 4, 17 through 32. But it's not 32. I would say, um, I don't know, maybe 25, not even 25, um, maybe 20. Now this I say and testify in the most high that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do, children of Israel, in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of the most high because of the ignorance that is in them. Due to their hardness of their heart, they have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learned Yahshua. Assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Yahshua. Uh-huh. Romans 13 and 1. 
from the ESV, all ESV. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from the Most High, and those that exist have been instituted by the Most High. Now, why did I read that? Because I already told you the Most High did all this before the foundation of the world. Even the wicked people, the Most High is using. He has to use it to move this whole life thing of humans forward so that Yahshua could come and tear stuff up. That's why. Okay? Romans 8 and 29. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestinated to be conformed in the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Mm-hmm. And that's for the two flocks. Okay. Romans 1 and 16, ESV. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of the Most High for salvation to anyone who believes the Hebrew first and then the Greek. Now, in the ESV, it says Jew, but there was no such thing as Jew. That's a social construct, Hebrew. And at that time, everybody was um, all over. So they was Hebrews, the children of Israel first, and then the Greeks, meaning the Gentiles. When they say Greeks, it means the Gentiles, okay? Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to read two more and then I'm going to wrap this up. I have so many. It's just hard to... say. All right. I'm going to read two more. Yachanan 7 and 42. Has not the scripture said that the Mashiach comes from the offspring of David and comes from Bethlehem, the village where David was? Why is that important? Because I already told you. I already told you. David is in the line of Yahuda. Who's the children of Israel? The black skin. David was Solomon's son. Sorry, father. David is Solomon's father. What did Solomon say? He's black and beautiful. Oversaw by the sun. The sun oversees him. Ah, uh -huh, black and beautiful with woolly hair. I'm going to read it again. Has not the scripture said that the Mashiach, who is Yeshua, comes from the offspring of David? So what? Burnt grass, black. It didn't say he was alabaster. It didn't say he was white. Uh -uh. A burnt brass come from David, the line of David, the stem of Jeffy. This is black and black and me. That's what he said. Black and beautiful, Solomon said. Okay. That's what he said. And I'm going to read this last one, then I'm going to sign off. There's, before I say that, there's so many indications of the children of Israel, specific indicators of the children of Israel. 
for people that are the children of Israel or melanated people to look for some that's just going to say black is foolhardy because that's not how it was. Because the uh, the social construct black and white is only from the 15th, 14th and 15th century. That's all it was. These books are thousands of years old. The 14th, 15th century is only hundreds of years old. You got to understand that. There wasn't no such thing as black and white. If they said black and white, it didn't have nothing to do with um, people. It would say just the skin. And even when certain people went to certain lands, they will call them certain things because the first thing that stands out is your color. So if they had a, a name for it, it would be that, but it wasn't black and white. But it just so happens that Solomon said it, but it wasn't in English. It was in Hebrew. So I guess they broke that down because they knew what color he was and said whatever they said. It is what it is. I'm going to say this last one before I sign up. Wait, I'm going to say this too. If you already know what Solomon said he was, Solomon is the son of David. The prophecy says that Yahshua will come from the line of David. So if David was black and Solomon was black, what color was Yahshua? He was not that Jesus that's in the picture with blonde hair. Thin hair, blonde, with alabaster skin. It don't say alabaster nowhere in the scriptures. And that's what it is, all white skin. It says burnt brass. It says ruddy, which is dark complexion. I already um, uh, defined it in the dictionary for you. And who writes these things anyway? I could go to a Hebrew dictionary and I could also go to the, um, oh, I forgot the name of the dictionary that goes with the scriptures. Oh, it's on the top of my, it's off the top of my head, but oh, I can't remember it right now. But I'm going to a um, European dictionary and it's still saying what, it's, what I said. The Oxford and the, um, the other dictionaries, they European dictionaries. So if they saying it, come on now. There's Hebrew dictionaries that tell you straight off about black and different lines. Um, Ham, Shem, and Jacob. It tells you all about it. I got those dictionaries. And I'm just telling you, just to let you know who Yeshua was and his, what he looked like, what he's going to do when he comes, what the prophecy was when he came the first time as a man, and what's going to happen when he comes again. You already know that what he's going to do to everybody. I already told you what he said he's going to do. Okay? You already know what he's going to do. And now I'm going to say this, John 14 and 6, Yahshua said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Now they put the life in there, but Yahshua is life. Who is Yahshua? He's life. Nobody can make life except the most high allow you to. If you're trying to do that, if you're trying to do it any other way, you're trying to be a God. Now, I already told you that Yah is not a God. That's why I don't say Godhead. That's why I don't say godly, because he's not. He's righteous. So I'll say righteous instead of those, because the most high is not God. He's not a God at all. 
because there's gods and lords in the fifth heaven. I already told you there's the heaven, which is the firmament, and then there's the heaven, the heaven of heavens. That's where the children of heaven live. And there's all kinds of them, just like there's all kinds of people. There's gods, there's lords, there's um, um, them ones with the six wings and all this other stuff. And there's elements and all kinds of stuff. Now, now everybody groups it all up and say angels, but there's all kinds of stuff there. Different types of angelic beings, I'll say. They ain't all angels. There's all type of beings, just like there's all type of humanoid people here down with the humans. There's humans, regular humans that the most High said, let us make man in our image. And then there's humanoid people. You could tell by their blood. And I ain't gonna say no more about that. And if you don't believe that, go to the scientists. The scientists is pulling them out the ground, talk about their humanoids, that they ain't related to humans in the blood. Because when you do DNA tests and you find out, European people, that you have Neanderthal blood, that's not, they're not humans. Uh, people of color don't have Neanderthal blood in them. That's already been proven by your own scientists. I'm not lying. The DNA is telling it all. That's why the most high said, don't eat the earth. I need the blood of the life. There's humanoid beings that look like regular humans. We're not playing these games. It's too much to decipher in these scriptures, honey. I told you I'm going to be pricking people's hearts and pissing people off. But the truth is the truth. It is what it is. And science is, I already told you, the most high said, he going to be opening up the truth. He going to be, the truth is going to be revealed in every way. If the people don't believe in uh, the most high, they say they don't believe in religion. We don't believe in religion either because uh, religion and bloodline, two different things. Religion and covenant, two different things. Okay. Those people, pagans believe in religion. Because mm -hmm. They believe in Yule and all this other 12 uh, things every month, every, you know, through the 12 months, these different um, holidays and all. Pagans believe that. We don't believe that because the Most High told the children of Israel, that's, you don't go there with that. I already read that. I already did lessons on that. So if people believe in science, science is telling you there's humanoid beings. Science is telling you not everybody's related. Science is telling me this. Science is uncovering the truth every day. Even though those people who's uncovering the truth, quote unquote, they the ones who threw the dirt on the truth. Now they uncovering it. This is um this is prophecy in the book of Enoch. They're gonna start telling the truth and the children are gonna rejoice like we doing now. We ringing the bell and everybody know gathering and assembling. That's what we got to do here. Both flocks. So I'm going to read this last one. That's going to be that. Yachimah 14 and 6. ESV, Yahshua said to him, I am the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Hmm. The melanated, woolly-haired man said, you ain't going through the Father unless you go through him because he is the Father. Praise Yah, hallelujah. So now you know who Yeshua really is. We don't know who Jesus is, okay? You can't do nothing in the name of Jesus because that is a Latin name. That's not Yeshua. Mm -mm. And I'm going to tell you this, 
All these people go that go that believe in uh, religion, they go, oh, not my Jesus. Oh, by the name of Jesus, I'm saved. No, you're not. Yeshua himself said, your faith is what heals you. Your faith, which don't got nothing to do with that name, Jesus. Because his real name is Yeshua. Okay, and it says in the scriptures that Yeshua got the same name as Yahuwah. Yahuwah, Yeshua. I already said it three times already. With that, I say, I hope that this lesson gave you an education of how the scriptures go, how the Most High prophesied or had the uh, prof uh, prophets prophesy how Yahshua was going to come into the earth, what type of person Yahshua was going to be, what type of brethren Yahshua has, which is in the same line of Yahuda and Levi. De, um, describe what Yeshua looked like, describe what the children of Israel looked like by the prophets and kings, Old Testament and New Testament. These are the children of Israel. Did you hear anything aside from the melanated uh, description of the people? Nobody else, nothing else. Nobody said nothing else. No, There was no straight hair, there was none of that. There was no white skin, none of that. Ruddy and black and burnt. That's what it said. So with that, I hope you learned something. This way, when you read the Bible, when you read the scriptures, you already know who these scriptures are talking about. Old Testament and New. It has more information about being black and burnt in the Old Testament than in the New Testament. But it does talk about that in the New Testament. So now more and more that we read about these scriptures, you're learning about yourself. You're learning about Yahshua. You're learning about what you're supposed to be doing and how you're supposed to be conducting yourself. And the fact that we're going to get our hearts pricked because we following everything that the devil is saying. As many times and as much as I come with daily lessons and I come with cliff notes and I come with... Um, um, scriptural jewels and um, uh, scriptural um, guest speakers, you are going to learn more and more about who you are, who you belong to, and what you need to be doing to get yourself ready to be in those two flocks. With that, I say, I hope you enjoyed this lesson. You enjoy your day. I hope this edified you. Continue to rock with me. We're going to unfurl a lot in 2023. Y'all blessed. And I hope we all learn a lot and, and help one another in this walk. Be blessed. And until next time. Hi. Trying to contact me regarding a question, comment, or concern? Well, you got two ways of doing so. The first way is you can email me at cliffnoteqna at yahoo.com. I'll say it again. This is one word. Cliffnote, the letter Q, the letter N, the letter A, at yahoo.com. The second way is you can upload a question, concern, or comment on Spotify. The question section appears under the 
episode's description on Spotify. Send me your question and I'll definitely answer it. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. to hear the word of truth from the Most High. But you know what's better? Hitting that follow button and hitting the small bell next to it to be notified of new content. You can also save a life by sharing this valuable content. Go ahead, save a life today. <laughs>